Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We have a great episode of UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I talk about uh, UFC 220. We preview the fights coming up in Brooklyn in a few weeks. Would that be uh, April 7th? And we talked to Uriah Hall, who really uh, sets the record straight. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Welcome. I uh, good to see you, Matt and Chris. Great to see you, Jimmy. Likewise. And uh, we. Have, I pick it up when we get on air. I so kind of mellow. Before yeah, yeah, that. yeah. You we know? have a lot to cover today. We're going to cover UFC 220. Woo! Uh, we have Uriah Hall. We're going to talk to you very shortly uh, because uh, he was a bit of the subject of some criticism from Dana after yeah. he collapsed on his way to weigh-ins. He collapsed? That was, yeah. He had oh, wait, were you just reading that when I walked in? No, no, no. Chris, oh, no, Chris and I were talking about it. He had oh. his, Paige Van Zandt said it was very scary, right? That what he had a seizure and uh, like, uh, like a bit of a, a stroke or a heart attack? A heart attack. Uriah said. I mean, we could ask what? him. We could talk to we'll, him a, yeah. we'll ask him on his, on his way. Well, we're going to find that out in a minute. Talk about upcoming fights. I can't wait to talk about the fights over the weekend. Yes. I, I just can't wait. Sure. I can wait. I will wait. But, uh, you know, sure. a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think there is too. A lot. Maybe we can get uh, Uriah to start and, and get some of this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, Dana was saying there. that Uriah doesn't take his training seriously, and um, I didn't know. Was that? I didn't know. The, I, boy, let's get him on the phone yeah. before we start speculating. And boy, there's been some fight fights. I, I have to go to Brooklyn. What? I got to go to Brooklyn. Oh, fights have been announced. I'm gonna be there. Oh, I don't know if nothing's been. I don't know what's announced yet, so I don't want to say anything. But uh, oh, you are. What? Well, I guess Weidman's fighting. No, I didn't say that. I know you didn't. Why else would you go? It's not Weidman anyway. Are you? Uh, it's not Weidman, but are I'm not. Are you in Joanna's out. corner? No, keep. I'm not playing this guessing game. <clears throat> I wonder who Ally Quentin's fighting. Ooh. Hey, Uriah. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, hey, Uriah? Hey, buddy. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for uh, for for talking to us today. Problem. Two of my favorite dudes. Thank you, man. How are you feeling? Are you feeling better? I'm feeling much better, man. It took a while to uh, get a little acclimated and get readjust, but. I'm feeling really good. Now, can we ask you, were you, did you actually make weight? I mean, we know you didn't weigh in, but were you at a proper weight? Yeah, I was on weight, actually. I was like 185.7 or something like that. Okay. And so, I just didn't make it to the scale. What What happened, buddy? Man, where do I start? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, first of all, I was training for like nine weeks for this uh, fight. You know, right after the first fight with Jotko, I didn't really take a break. I went right back in and 
within like maybe five, six weeks in that camp, my body kind of shut down. I realized I was overtraining. I didn't really pay attention to it because, you know, as an athlete, you, you're just trying to push. Took a break, and around that time, I became like a pescatarian. And uh, being a pescatarian, you just cut out certain bad foods, preferably meat. You know, I was intaking a lot of veggies and fish. Sure. But I think my body was just not adjusting to that properly. And more so, as an elite athlete, you know, you write, you need to ride fuel. It's like a Ferrari. You can't drive on regular fuel. you got to have that premium. So my body was lacking all that protein and iron. I got, like, a hunger for, like, turkey burger. I started eating turkey burgers, and I feel like a million bucks <laughs> went back on track. And, you know, right around that time, you know, my coach, Robert Fallis, you know, took his life. And that put a shockwave because no one saw it coming. It was one of those, what the... What, what, you know, and right after that, you know, a best friend that I grew up, you know, had in my life for such a long time that I can find him, you know, wasn't even there anymore to even uh, give that emotional side to. So I was a wreck. I really was. And I was calling my mom almost every night and my sister. I was kind of just crying. Man. I can't believe I got to that point. I was like, I can't do this. It's a big fight. I, I can't fight. And, you know, they're trying to tell me. I got to push through it. I, I got to toughen up and I have no choice. I have to do it. I have to get my shit together. Those are my mom's words. <laughs> and I finally did. I got over that hump and I would say like a couple of days before I flew out to St. Louis, the same thing happened to me again. My body just went weird. Like I couldn't digest food again and I was having problems digesting food. I would and I'm sure, Matt, you know about the whole water intake. You got to intake a lot of water. And my body was just not getting yeah. rid of it. So, of oh. course, I was like, screw it. I'm going to I'm gonna do it anyways because, you know, I don't have any sick days. I don't complain. Yeah. So I went out there, and I was like 2 208 when I got there. And normally for me, fight week, I'm always like 199 <sighs> or 198. So, and I was heavy already. And then I got up to 215, and I'm like, shit. This, this water is not coming out of my body. What, what's going on? And I went into overdrive. I'm working twice as hard now. So now I start to cut the weight from 208, 206, I'm sorry. And I've never cut from 206 before. And within that time frame of the 24 hours, I must have lost like 20-something pounds. And I got to 187. And I remember sitting in the tub. I'm like, I'm done. If I go any further than this, my body's going to shut down. But again... As a warrior, with that mentality, I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to pay that fine. I'm going to make weight. I'm disciplined. So I pushed my body to that brink. And I made that 185 point something. And, you know, they had to kind of hold on to me. They picked me up. I'm walking to the elevator. You know, they're, they're still holding me. And then once I got to the elevator, man, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand anymore. And I just, I just passed out. Oh, and man. in that dramatic moment, when I passed out, I kept waking up. And as much as I was waking up, I was in and out of consciousness. I didn't know what was happening. I'm sorry. I, I do know what's happening. I just couldn't control it. I wake up. I was in the elevator. I woke up. I was on the floor. And I think they were trying to uh, revive me or whatever. And I was punching. I, I kept swinging because I couldn't control my body. I was just swinging. I was trying to fight out of it. Uh, next thing you know, the EMT was there. I was throwing punches at them. Danny Castillo uh, from Alpha Male was holding me down. The other guys were holding me down. I was screaming for water. 
they put me on a stretcher. I woke up again. They were trying to find a, a vein. They couldn't find a vein, so they were like, kept sticking me over and over, and I felt pain, and I just kept swinging again. And they were like, hold him down, hold him down. I passed out. I woke up in the hospital. I'm screaming, water, water, just give me water. And they're like, we can't give you water yet. We don't know what you're allergic to. We can't give you the IV. I'm like, just give me water. Let me put water in my mouth. And I'm swinging again, and they're holding me down. And I must have passed out again. They gave me a little sip of water. And then later on, I kind of came to slowly. And just surely, I just kind of, uh, I don't know, I just came back to my senses. But it was one of the most horrific experiences I've ever went through. And they told you this is what happened. And, and and did you, when you first woke up, did you like, I missed, I didn't make it to the weigh-ins? Or did you still think you had a chance? Or were you disoriented? I was kind of disoriented. By then, I was like, I, I think I'm, I'm, I know I'm not fighting. But I wasn't 100% there. But luckily, my business manager, Lisa, was there. She, I, I knew who she was, so... <clears throat> How was your... she been there? It was helping. Uriah, uh, when you said you couldn't get rid of the water, do you think there was a? How was your sodium intake? You think you had too much salt or? No, it, it wasn't that at all. Um, I, I've never had trouble cutting weight. That's the problem. I've never had trouble, but for for the past maybe <clears throat> few months, I've had trouble digesting. Like I would get gassy, I would get bloated, and I didn't know what was going on. I was like, "Is it my diet?" And, of course, you know, a couple of doctors explained to me that when you change your diet drastically, and, you know, in and out of camp, when you're not trained for a fight, you know, you eat because your fucking body is deprived from food. So when I'm not in camp, I'm eating. But when I'm in camp, you know, my body is just clean eating. So he was saying that being that you probably get older, your body is going to readjustment. Plus, you tried the Presbyterian thing. And when you just eat fish only, your body just kind of, I guess, it's trying to process all that and take out all the shit, and I just wasn't recovering from it. Uriah, too, Dana. Now, what Dana said that uh, now maybe he didn't know everything at the time, but he said the guys at the uh, UFCPI said that uh, the Performance Institute said that you don't take it serious. This is Dana's quote. <laughs> this, but this is Dana's quote about you. He doesn't take his training serious. He doesn't do what anybody tells him. He does his own thing. <laughs> A week before the fight. He went to L.A. and hanging out in L.A. with clubs and stuff. So not good. So I just wanted that. That was Dana's quote. Now, has he been? Have you talked to him since then? No, I haven't talked to him. Listen, first thing first, Dana is a businessman, and you know that's that's how he's looking at it. He's looking at it as a business. He's looking at it like I lost money. He's probably was hoping for me to retire, homeboy, for real. I mean, I lost money, too. I trained nine weeks for this. I've invested a lot, and I didn't even get paid for that. So I lost money, too. But, you know, prior to that, people were saying maybe you should have said something maybe months ahead to back out of the fight because you were I'm like, are you fucking serious? When I fight with a, break, with a broken toe or if I'm fighting and I'm hurt in a fight, my mindset and my job is to push through that. So if I'm sick and I'm not 100%, yeah, I know it sucks, but... In my mind, as a you know warrior, I'm gonna be like, all right, how can I work around this? That's what you're supposed to fucking do. That's my job. The pros show up. Unfortunately, my mind was there, but my body was like, no. So with his comment, you know, I'm sure someone related the, the message wrong to him. I don't know, and maybe he's passionate about it. That's just his reaction. I did, however, when I heard about this, I fucking got in my car. I flew to headquarters. I was ready to throw punches. I was like, which one of you motherfuckers is talking shit? Right. Yeah, right at the UFC Performance Institute. They got to back you up. He's 
<laughs> Who are these guys that are saying you're not not training right? Well, I think, you know, at the end of the day, for, for them, maybe they got to throw somebody on the bus, you know? <laughs> and unfortunately, it was me. I mean, the, the message was relayed unprofessionally, I think, and it just got back to Dana in a weird way where it's like he's not taking taking it seriously. From that standpoint, I think the nutrition, I wasn't uh, 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 doing the nutrition uh, with the PI. I mean, I've been cutting weight all my fucking life. Like, I'm not going to change anything. But the nutrition was different. It was more of just having a lot of calories. And, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with that, just eating a lot. Like, are you kidding me? I'm trying to lose weight. And it was just different. I didn't, I didn't want to do it because I didn't feel comfortable. And a, a bunch of other fighters which I later learned were complaining about this, but they did try it. And one of the things I discussed with uh, one of the guys from the UFC is that, you know what, I am going to try. I didn't really try it because even though I tried a little bit, I felt weird with it. As far as partying in L.A., what, I, I, I go to L.A. like maybe every other week because I love L.A.'s the beach. You know, that's one of the reasons I moved from New York. And if you live in New York, New York is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I moved in California because I love the beach. It's like a slower pace. So with all the bullshit that was happening, with me losing my coach, with me losing my best friend, with me on the verge of depression almost, which me wanted to back out of the fight, which got me sick, I said, let me go to fucking L.A., go to the beach, clear my fucking head. In the midst of that, my buddy's like, hey, man, you want to come hang out with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. Now, if I'm getting ready for a fight and I go out, I'm never fucking drinking. It's a bad idea to drink when you're competing. It hinders horrible performance. So it was like a funny party, and I just recorded it. So I think what the PI did, they saw that, and they took it from the social media that I'm partying and I'm not following procedure, and they put all that together to throw me under the bus. And I'm like, you know what? That's fucked up. That, that's really fucked up. And I said that next time some shit like that happened, come to the source. I'm the fucking source. I'm the guy that this should happen to. No one came to me. People making their speculation. Even people online are saying you punked out and all that. And I'm like, man, if only these dumb motherfuckers had a clue that I almost died just to fucking fight. And I would never do that shit again. Now you're, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, but what what is now I feel for you, man? I really do. And uh, with everything, especially your coach and um, with this, what is the worst part? Is it that you didn't get the fight? Is it that you feel people that you're not taking it seriously? What? You know, and then we'll get away from negative shit. But what is the worst part of this? Well, I have one more negative question. Oh, yeah, okay. No, we won't get away from the negative shit yet, Jimmy. <laughs> Go ahead. Uriah, what is the worst part, man? One of the worst part was uh, the, the perception of me not taking it seriously. And yeah. if you ask any of my training partners, my problem is I take training too seriously. You know, I'm at the PI almost every day. And I even said before that I didn't feel as motivated to train. And once the PI got there, it was 10 minutes from my house. I was so remotivated, and I was there every day, and it hurt the fact that people were saying that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm dedicating myself to this, and this is what you see? Also, I didn't get to fight because I really wanted to fight, man. I mean, I trained nine fucking weeks. Normally, a camp is what? Six, five? Nine weeks I prepared for this. So I was ready. I was ready to go. But my body was like, uh-uh. So I have to take the positive out of it to say, you know what? There are some health issues that I had prior that I ignored, and I let my pride get in the way. And I shouldn't do that. At the end of the day, my life is important. And again, I, I said, fuck everything. Let me just fight. Let me just fight. Forgetting that this is my livelihood and I got to take care of myself. So that's what I've learned. 
And, and Uriah, obviously, when somebody close to us, you know, passes away, especially when it's from, uh, I guess, a suicide, it's it's frustrating because then there's always the questions you start asking yourself: like, Did I miss something, or sh- should I have noticed something? And you know what's funny too, man? Well, it's not funny, but what really sucks is that the day before it happened, before Robert took his life, I saw Robert. I think it was like a, a Tuesday. I saw Robert, and Robert is the first person to always say hi. He's always the first to say what's up. And I remember the look on his face, and it was such a sad look. And I couldn't really put two and two together until after the event, but I remember the way he looked at me. And he was walking to the bathroom as I was coming out the bathroom. He didn't say anything to me, but he gave me that look, and I cannot get that fucking look out of my head. And it fucking haunt me a little bit, you know? And Robert was like a sensei to the gym. You know, he did a lot for the, for the, for the sport, you know? And when I first got there, He's one of the guys, besides Eric, uh, next day, he was one of the guys that kind of, uh, you know, embraced me a little bit and, and told me the stuff I need to work on to improve myself. So it sucked. And in the midst of that, I had other stuff happening with, with a best friend that I've known for years. So it really sucked. And then I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And then for all that shit to happen, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? But you know what? My little brother always tell me, keep it pushing. You just got to keep it pushing. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. But it, it it sucks, and then we always... Although, if it's any consolation, there's nothing you can say in those moments. You didn't miss anything that you should have caught. You know you know what I mean? There, there's no signal that if, if you would have caught it, you would have stopped it. People who are committed to doing something like that, there's no one thing that a guy walking by on the way to the bathroom could have said. So, you know, I, I'm, that's not going to help, but... <laughs> but I'm better, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better, you know. Uh, my support system has been fabulous. My coaches... My family, my friends, the, the important people. You know what I'm talking about, and you know I, I love them, man. Lisa, Lisa Hires is my uh, my business manager who's with me the entire time. You know I wasn't aware of everybody, but I kept calling for her. She, she was there. She held my hand. My whole body kept cramping up, and I just felt like, man, I'm gonna die. And you know I, I'm so happy she was there. Of course, my coaches Eric and Melvin and uh, Clayton, everybody was there with support. But I feel really good right now. I'm going to England in a couple of days, get away a little bit. Definitely want to fight this guy, give him a proper retirement fight, but we see what he wants to do. Well, and also, you know, Dana had mentioned you possibly fighting at 205. And then Dana said, uh, yeah, you know. Fuck out of here, man. No, 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 no. First of all, those 205ers, take down a Daniel Cormier for, for a second. Uh, that motherfucker's huge. He's cutting from like, what, what 250 or some shit? And it's a different type of body set. You know, for 185ers, they're strong, but I know the type of stress. For a 205er, hell no. They're, they're way too big. I've never had an issue cutting weight. I'm not looking to go up any fucking weight. It's just an issue I had with my body that needs to be resolved. That's the problem. It's not about changing weight class. Get the fuck out of here. Now, now, you're right. I'm asking honestly, man. I don't know if... The, did you ever have a... Did you ever not make weight before? No. All right. Then always made weight. Then Dana's got to calm down, man. Actually, that's Jimmy saying that. That wasn't me. I think Dana should be more hyper. I'm I'm Team Dana. <laughs> I got three kids. I'm only kidding about yeah, that. Yeah, when Uriah Hall signs check, I'm Team Uriah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. But, uh, well, listen, man. That's, listen, I, you know, I think Dana's got a lot of stress on him, to be honest with you. I'm not sticking up with my buddy because I'm buddies with both guys. I hate, Let me tell you something, Uriah. I, I really, on a personal note, I and this is not a big thing with you and Dana, but like even the thing with Dana with Steve that we didn't talk about, what we were talking about over the weekend with the belt thing. Sure, sure. I hate when even my guy Ally Quinta had a thing with Dana. I hate when 
when guys fight with the, I mean, it happens, it's business, but as in myself, like I'm friends with all these guys, like yourself too. And I love Dana too, because I'm personally friends with him. So it's like, I know it's business. It just bums me out. Well, the thing, the thing is this, uh, Mr. White is known for, he speaks his mind. He, he, Fucking Jimmy. He's very, um, he's very, uh, he's very quick to speak his mind. A lot yeah. of times he probably, I, I'm, I'm just, he's, he, he blurts things out very, very yeah. bluntly and honestly and says what he wants to say. And I'm sure a lot of times he'll look back and go, oh, okay. But, you know, he just speaks his mind very honestly. And um, so, All right, so you're not going to go to 205. And, and, you know, you're right. When, when it looked like when Anderson Silva stepped in and fought Cormier because Jones couldn't fight him, um, you know, you could see the strength difference uh, in Cormier over Silva. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. That is way too big. But I would, yeah, I would say you're like if Uriah had problems like Hendricks had, or if uh, what's his name, the go we love, oh Kelvin, if uh, Kelvin Gaslam, sure, it's like the second or third time I'd say, yeah, you know, Uriah, sure. maybe we should talk, yeah. But man, dude, I don't know personally, and I'm, and I'm, uh, I think you deserve it, a pass to be because, honest with you. And it's, and it's not because I, I actually had trouble; it's because I had an issue. It's not because I ate yeah. too much or a party. I actually had a fucking issue. But here's the thing. I don't have anything bad to say about Dana. Nor do we. Jimmy. Not because he's my boss. Yeah. It's because he's Dana. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. If I have allowed people to keep bashing me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And just, I love what I do. And in life, you, you're going to have people that say stuff like that. You're going to have people that have their negative affirmation. I'm not about all that, bro. Mm. I got my whole life to live. And you know what? Humble was passionate about it. He was passionate. You know, he was looking at the fact that he lost money and all that stuff. That's fine. That's his own doing. I got nothing bad to say about Dana. Me and Dana actually have a good relationship. I've never really had an argument with Dana or anything. So I got nothing bad to say. You know, he's doing his thing, and I'm cool, man. I'm kicking it. So let me ask you, um, what, do you what do you think is next? Vitor has been pushing to fight with Bisping. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. What do you think is next for you, and, and like, where, where, where are you Vitor. looking to? Vitor's looking for an easy fight, right? He saw that shit coming. He, was, he said that the the fact that he didn't fight was equivalent to the loss of his sister. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, I had so much respect for you until you opened your mouth and said that. Did Wait, why? He said that? Oh. What did he say? He said that. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking fight. Are you serious? You can't compare that at all to the fact that you lost your sister. And my condolences, of course, but get the fuck out of here with that, man. Wait, he was saying Seriously? that you should have fought. He, 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 what did he say? He fought when he lost his sister? No, no, wait. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. Yeah, don't mess it up, Jimmy. I'm saying <laughs> that he said that the fact that he didn't fight is equivalent to the loss of his sister. I'm like, what? Oh, oh my God. Uh, Chris, yeah. look up that quote quick. Chris is looking that thing up because... That's that's brutal. If so, I don't think that. How could? Yeah, that's not even. That's just wacky. I don't. Is, are you sure you read that right, buddy? Because I, I heard. Yeah, you're right. He's like, that's what I heard. That's fucked up. That's what I heard. That's yeah. what I heard. I was like, what? Because I want listen, man. I hope you guys still fight, man. Because yeah. I was bummed I out as much as anybody. He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. He's a lot for the sport. I'm telling you, I was so excited to do that. I mean, yeah. I bust my ass in my training camp. I was ready to go. Well, Styles and, make know, fights. I know, and... I know it sucks. How many fights have I had where people pulled out? The day of, the week of. But I kept the pushing, man, because that's what should happen. Yeah, well, well, maybe the fight will still happen, though. Have you have you spoke to anybody about what's next, or it's too too soon? I hear he's get, you know, he's... He's probably looking for leverage now. Maybe asking for more money. This is stuff I'm hearing. You know, yeah. uh, maybe asking for money. Maybe want to fight this thing, but at super retirement fights, I think both of them are. 
I still want to fight him. There's a lot of guys that I want to fight through. There's a couple of up-and-comers I definitely want to fight because they've been running their mouth, but I definitely want to fight him first. So You want to uh, veto first. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Well, we're looking for the quote. His sister was murdered. So, I mean, that was a, a very, very tragic ending. Um, yeah. I think 2004 oh, it happened. Um, it, it, we're looking for that quote. Someone relayed that message to me. I didn't read it personally, but someone relayed that message. And I'm like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Why would someone say that? Oh, maybe he said it privately. Did he, did he say it? No, someone overheard him say it? Or did he say it to someone and they just... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm being like a troll right now. You know when like a troll online just hears shit and yeah. jumps again? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, listen. We don't well, know. Chris, we can't find the Chris quote. Chris the producer is not exactly a detective. <laughs> no, 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 What could he all. do? He could just Google <laughs> shit? Yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't seen any of that. Like, I'd seen he put a, a message on Instagram being like, you know, I hope your ride gets better. And, like, he's pissed, obviously, that he didn't get to fight. But it wasn't. I, I didn't see anything about his sister. All right, Chris the producer. Don't be calling him a liar. It's not listen. He thought he heard it. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, Uriah. We're we're happy that you're you're doing well. That was very very scary, and I'm sorry you didn't get to fight. But um, you know, obviously, uh, we want to see you fight again soon. You've just had a camp, and you're I'm in shape. So you they could probably get you on Brooklyn if you if you push. Yeah. Well, right now I'm actually heading into training at the PI, and you know I'm 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 we're we're good now. You know, I spoke to the guys. There's a lot of miscommunication. I love the PI, man. It's probably one of the best that ever happened to me. But I'm on my way there to train with Bo. He's probably one of the best trainers I ever worked with. I have a lot, a lot of trainers too, but I'm good, man. I'm back on track. Despite all, right. all the negative affirmation, all the bullshit, anybody got time for that, bro? So. Yeah, stay, stay, stay positive, buddy. And we can't wait to see you again, man. Yeah, we'll definitely see you again. I'm hoping to go to the PI and uh, do a little elliptical. I want to get out there and do some elliptical. You'll see me and Jimmy on the ellipticals upstairs. Yeah, two fucking hens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. It's good talking to you. We're glad you're better, okay? All right, Uriah. All right, guys. Talk to you soon, All right, man. take care, bro. All right. All right. It's good. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know he was... Uh... It was good to talk to Uriah. We got to get his his side of things, you sure. know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I... I get... Dana will just fire out. Like, you know, Dana's a guy <clears throat> that, that he just... He says, like, when he, he's... That's why he's... That's, yeah. to me, what, what part of his appeal is is that with Dana you kind of always know where you stand and there's times where he'll say something maybe before he's heard everything he'll just say what he thinks at the moment yeah. and um, that's I think why people kind of trust him because he'll go that fight sucked like yeah. so if he says that fight was great you know he's not just giving you the company line this is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. we have a question for all the I'm going to listen to a podcast to help me fall asleep people are you struggling to get some shut-eye? I know I am. The answer is yes. Look, you're in luck. We got a great tip for how you can zonk out more easily. Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store. They let your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. There's nothing worse than not sleeping. Look, these people are more than mattress experts. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. They got you covered literally and figuratively. You go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now as I'm reading this sentence to you. They can even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. Again, mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleep can be monumentally improved. And if you're still awake, we're going to restart the podcast now, assuming that's cool with you. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, 
take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points, back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power, and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph and a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Well, Dana also gave he gave a bit a pretty alarming update on uh, the middleweight champ Robert Whitaker's health. He uh, had a staph infection in his stomach, and this is a quote of Dana: "From what I understand, it wasn't treated properly, and started to eat away parts of his organs. Oh he's in serious condition, so it's going to be a minute before he's back. Hopefully, he turns around quick. But this stuff's life-threatening if not treated. Started." To eat his fucking organs. I don't know how you get a staph infection in your stomach. I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know enough about it how that happens. I, I was just looking quickly. I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but it seems like you get a staph infection. God, you're gonna say something. Just gonna say to me, you are. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Uh, I guess you just get the staph infection, and then it gets into your 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 blood. Wish I had a, big, a better improv. When you, said you, <laughs> when you said I'm not a doctor, and my answer should have been, well, then why were you? Jiggling my balls in the <laughs> bathroom the while call. I coughed. Just to relax you. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Yeah. Um, There's so much to talk about. Where yeah, do we, let's, where let's, do we let's, start? I guess we should talk. Let's talk about some of the picks that we had. Oh, are, sure. we, are we going to do the pick thingy? I, do you want to? I and mean, then we'll go from each fight. And... Yeah, and then we can promote the fights that are coming up in uh, in oh, Brooklyn. So much fun. Well, look, Brooklyn's in the house. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks, pal. Don't do that again. Oh, hey, Don't do that again. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not ready for that. I think people like when I get hip. Mm-hmm. All right, they don't. Uh, you got that wrong. Now, let's, why don't we do, let's, let's talk first about the main, uh, the peep, uh, pay-per-view main car, 220. Right. Well, well, let's do our picks, right? I mean, what do we got? Yeah. Sure. The producer? Uh, Thomas Al- Almeida, really uh, a devastating knockout in the second round. I think I did pretty shitty on these picks. I did very well. I don't think you did either. I did. Did I, you? Yeah. I had we do with the Rob Font. I had Almeida by decision, I think. Uh, you had Almeida by third round KO, as did I. And Matt, you had Almeida by second round KO. So we all lost out on that one. Right. A great knockout by Rob. Well, Matt had, Matt had the uh, second round KO thing, just not. It means, <laughs> right. means absolutely yeah. nothing. Yes. Sorry, we sucked with that. But uh, yeah, man, he's got a. Something's a little off with uh, Almeida. Yes. He was in the fight, but uh, you got to give respect to Rob Font, man. He, he, was, he was game and. 
And he and he brought it. Yeah. I mean, he, he was just too much for him, man. Yeah. And he got he was getting his timing down as it was going on. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I was gonna say. I yeah. mean, does that happen where maybe a guy? He goes undefeated. You talk about it all the time. Guy goes undefeated for a long time. Tons of knockouts. Was he twenty-one and zero at one point? Yeah, I think when he fought uh, Cody Garbrandt. That's and then he got knocked out by Cody. And how many is he now? Now he has. Uh, he's lost two of his last three, so including this fight. So he's uh, twenty-two and two. Yeah, but you got to understand, he's also fighting the best on the planet now. Where yep. he yes. racked up that record with, you know, your way not up, the sure. best on the planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, at this level. Or you he's know. twenty-one and three. Excuse me. He actually has three, <coughs> three of four now. He got knocked out by Cody. Then he beat Albert Morales. He lost the decision to Jimmy Rivera, and then, and then he, he got knocked out again. again horribly. Yeah, they say once that button gets pushed, man, if you're knocked out, your brain shuts down. It, it happens more frequently. I think they said that about, about Liddell was the first guy I heard right. that about. You know, I don't want to listen. We're going to go through this thing. I don't want to jump on, but I, this is all my head. You're we the just, boss. We just watched it before. Yeah, sure. And it's bothering the hell out of me. Oh, right? yeah. He let them stay it's, on the ground too long? Let's talk about oh, this sorry. for a second. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. name, name the fight I'm talking about because it was uh, the performance of the night. It was the Sabah Hamasi uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan fight. Jesus yeah. Christ, you good with the names. Um, now, the, they fought prior. And, and, the, and Herb Dean stopped the fight prematurely because yes. he thought that it was a, uh, a, a flash knockout and it was not. Yeah, it was, yeah. Went Hamasi went out to grab the leg, right? It was uh, yeah. UFC 218. So. And now, these guys. And now. I really feel for Hamasi. First of all, both studs. What is what are their records right now in the UFC? Uh, Abdul and also uh, yeah, let me check. Sabah Hamasi. I feel bad for Hamasi, and I'm going to tell everybody why in a second. I think I know. I want to know also after this the name of that ref. He, Chris already told us, but he'll tell us again. Yeah, uh, Abdul Razak is nine and one, um, and he is he's three and one in the UFC, and Sabah Hamasi is eleven and eight. And he is unfortunately zero and three in the UFC right now. You know, yeah, but but one of those but, is a, an early stoppage. Yeah, and and this Terrible and now let's talk about this fight now. Yeah, give me the name of this ref. It was Steve Rita. Steve Re what? Rita R I T A. You suck! You fucking suck! What's his name? Steve? Yeah. You fuck! I can't do it enough. I cannot. You got to keep my finger away from this thing. He's pointing at my asshole. (laughs) 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 Hold on a second. Let me get. I got a. Jimmy, I'm lightheaded, Jimmy. This ain't normal. I never get like this out anywhere. Jimmy, you can't do that to me. It takes me out of what I'm just talking about. I know. (laughs) Listen, this fucking ref. Is he been around a while? Yeah, uh, to be honest, that's the first UFC fight I've seen him do that I remember. Yeah. But I think he's yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's been around for a bit. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't be refing. I am this guy because that was a nasty, nasty KO. And let's let's just go over how that happened. All right. Um, where am I? Hamasi was on top. Yep. And it was an interesting position where it was it was a battle of control, but he was on top. But his arm was stuck. Let's say I, I believe it was his right arm stuck between stuck the between, legs yes, right of Abdul, and his left arm is controlling the bottom leg. And they were work, but it's, you have to work. You have to let them work that out. It's not like they were there for a long time. And they were. He was trying to shimmy out Abdul, and he got to the cage. And that's when it was going to get interesting. Like, all right, now how is he going to be able? He's, he's his back's kind of exposed, but he has to get that arm free. They were not up against that cage for two seconds. I had to rewind it. We just watched. Yeah, it was now. very fast. Not even two seconds, and this fucking moron. What's his name? Steve Rita. He broke it up, and he stood him up, 
and then another two seconds, and then uh, Hamasi's knocked out. Well, Al-Hassan, too, uh, was not even doing any damage because Al-Hassan was propped up on his right elbow. So he had to throw a couple of... He was throwing punches, but the way uh, the way Hamasi was kind of pushing t- uh, yeah, towards the cage... Well, he wasn't going to get knocked out from That's that. what I'm saying. He wasn't even doing any real damage we'll, because he had to prop himself up on his elbow. We'll so never, he was trying to work out. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah. We'll never know if Hamasi was going to be able to take his back. If they got up to, to the feet, if he was able to take him down again, he was not in a bad position it was an unusual position, but it was a battle for position. And he was on top. They, it was so, it was, I have no idea. I would love to ask this fucking ref. What? Cause you know what? It's not, it's not funny because the thing is this, you know, that could shorten somebody's career, a KO like that. Now it might happen anyway. He might get caught anyway, but he put him in that circumstance. Can I ask you, Matt, too? Him up. Let me ask you, because they were on the floor. The, the position, even though they were going towards the cage, they yes. were not against the cage long. He was in that position for a little while. In the and, middle, and, but and, it was and, never stale. And, and kind was, of the point, too, is that was that uh, Alassane was not doing any real damage, yeah. uh, which meant to me that, of course, uh, Hamasi was not taking any damage, mm-hmm. but not a lot was happening, and really they weren't. So you think that the fact that they, if they had, they had been in the middle longer, yeah. would you have said, yes, they should have stood them up? If they were in the middle and nothing is going on for like a if, while, Like yes. where they were. But they were still moving. But they it, were against still, the cage, They right. were still working in a battling for position. I was dying to see. Mm-hmm. We were... I, I missed this one fight night, so I wanted to watch it because it was a performance at night. Yeah. So I watch it. I'm like, all right, this is interesting. Now, he's got to get that right arm free because it's a fucking chess game. And then, oh, what, what are you, bored? Steve Rita? Reed? I'm not going to say no, it. No, Rita. I'm not going to say it. Rita. Steve Rita. Fuck, I'm, I'm very disappointed, Steve Rita. Yeah, that was disappointing. Oh, good good call, Steve Rita. Good call, Steve. Now it's getting interesting. They're finally against the cage. What's going to happen? Steve, let's, let's see what's going to... Good job, Steve. Stand them up. All right, shorten poor Hamasi's career. Where, uh, listen, man, that was a nasty knockout. Who knows if? Well, he got if, tagged a few times before that. Yes, too, no, so listen, that doesn't mean shit, though. He put it. They he put them in that position. He he. We don't know if that round would have ended if if Abdul is ever going to be able to separate from him. Right. We will never know. And. That ref really screwed Amasi, and I don't give a shit with anybody. I, if, if somebody thinks something different, that's great. That's what I think. The ref should be a fucking ashamed of himself. And uh, congrats to him, uh, Abdul because he's a fucking stud. That was it. was right up. And I want to see. Wow, was that I want to see what's next for him. Yeah. But Hamasi was in that fight, and uh, I feel bad for that guy because he shouldn't have fucking. It was. It was. It was. He, it seemed premature. Should have got stood up. And and. and um, what what was the bad blood between those guys? Was it because of the way the first fight? I mean, they both knew. Yeah. I mean, Al Hassan knew the first fight got stopped prematurely. He knew that. Yeah, it was the first. Well, and uh, Al Hassan said after this fight, like he, he had a hard time even enjoying getting that win because that's not how he wanted to win. He felt like he kind of lost the first fight, even yeah. though he did get the decision. Okay. But, you know, yeah. but yeah, I, mean, I think it was just kind of all stemmed from that. that fight. I am so annoyed with this ref. We better talk about another fight. How about Volante? You must have been happy there. I am very happy with Volante. Boy, he is a fucking. He's like the Terminator. He just he's moves. He moves. And he punches, and he moves. He just does not now, stop coming forward. Now, and what about Chris Weidman in his corner too? Oh, Chris, I think Chris Weidman, well, Chris yeah. did great. I tell you one thing, maybe it's off subject, but that Chris has a good face for television, good profile. <laughs> He's on Kevin Can't Wait. Or can't wait. Is he I still on it? How many has he done? Could he wait or could he not wait, Kevin? Yeah, it's called Kevin. Heaven can wait, not Kevin. 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 Oh, it is Kevin. No, it's the Kevin. Fuck is the man? It's a I don't know. On that. Wait, is he on it more than once? 
Yeah, he's got a real current role as, a, as a, like the like the cop that's like a super cop, the partner. That's yeah, it's Kevin can wait. He can wait. Yeah, why do you think he can't wait? Wyman also does a thing on MSG. He interviews some fighters on the I'm MSG. Sure. Does he? Yes, yeah. uh, not fighters. I'm sorry, like uh, you know, Ball hockey players. players well, he's too handsome. Basketball. That's the problem. He's got a, uh, he's he's got a he's face like a, that's dreamy. He's, a, he's, a, he's like a superhero. Yeah, he is. But um, he did great in his corner. I thought uh, Volante did really good. But I think Volante could have put him out of there, to be honest with you. What do you I'm, think I'm happened? Always, I did not like Volante's body language. I love Volante, first of all. I love him. Like I, I, I'm close with him. Yeah, you I, are. I, I, did I meet him at your house? No. He no, didn't I, want to meet I, me, right? I, I, He's I been in here a couple of times. I don't, I don't think no, no, no. I don't think he was I'm at the house. You're funny. But um, I love Volante, and I think he did great. He did really good. Not great, because I think great. Because I, I, I think he could be vicious. But he's not being, he's just such a fucking good guy that it almost carries over into the cage. And then, like, then he's, like, almost disappointed in himself. And he's like, ah, oh, like, it, there's not positive body. Even when they're reading the scorecards, he's already complained, like, I know I'm getting screwed. Maybe it might be because, it might be because his fight with Pat Cummins, he probably should. I felt, I'm biased, though, but sure. it was a close fight. But I felt he should have got the nod, maybe, but. But uh, maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe that was still in his head. He, he made the face when it was 29 28, oh, which I thought he won 30 27 yeah. across the board. No, can, listen, I, can I ask you, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, 29 28. These yeah. fucking judges yeah. should literally have to discuss after and explain how the fuck did you come up with that? Yeah. I could see if it was 29 28 Volante, but I mean 30 27, 30 27, 29 28. Uh, what, what for? Uh, for uh, Barossa, what the fuck are you seeing? Who did twenty nine, twenty eight for the other guy? Let me check. Hold on. I mean, it's staggering. Uh, if it's if it's if it's this certain judge that I think it is, then oh, it you, makes more sense. If, let me, why? Who did? Just write down the first name. Of who you think? Wait, hold it on, is. don't say no. Don't okay, say it. Right, I right, have a right. fun game. Let's write down the name of the judges. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. Uh, oh, now. I don't think he's read that. Okay, yeah, that's right. Now, give me the name of the guy that gave it to the other guy. Well, why don't you say it? It's okay. And no, I don't, I don't want to put uh, the guy uh, on blast okay. right well, now. The, yeah. uh, it was D- Dave Torelli is the guy's name. They gave it to... Bajos. No, nope. yeah, oh, I, I got it wrong. Okay. okay. I thought right. it was a different judge yeah, that I'm not a big fan of. But... Uh, what the fuck? And I know David Torelli. Nice guy. He used to be a fighter. On the yeah, he just saw it, the, saw it a different way, I guess. But, but Volante, his output was... Yeah. Although, he landed more kicks. You know, he had more like... Nah. He was going no, back I know. Vol- I mean, Volante won the fight. So and when I say it. that about Volante, how do you throw shit on the floor, Jimmy? Yeah, Matt Jimmy's throws like, pen cap. <laughs> Thank God Matt's not truly violent. Like yeah, man, no, he just dropped his pen cap. I'm picking it up Oh, now. darn it. I feel like I'm... I got. I think I got scolded. Why? I don't mind. Point you, I'm talking. I threw the thing on the floor because I just whatever. Jimmy's pointing to it. I just thought it was funny that Matt showed his energy by quietly throwing a pen cap. <laughs> a man, that's a that killer. Still, <laughs> Steve Rita. Hey, uh, um, all right. Well, so we had that. Uh, yeah, I, so we, we all had Volante. Anyway, don't get Volante, me wrong. I'm very happy about sure. Volante. But you felt I love he Volante. could have put him away with two nights. Well, I think Volante's a fucking stud. I think he's got heavy hands. He's hard to take What's down. What's his record? And he's a. You gotta see. I don't know, but you gotta see him on top. He's fucking a monster on top with his with. His ju- is he black passing? Belt? No, I, I, don't, I think I gave him a blue belt, maybe. I don't even know. But he's well, he's lazy. He doesn't do the moves or nothing. He's rolls, but he's a beast on top. He's got certain strangles that he gets. He's good in top position. He's he's hard to hold down. He's just the guy that's always afraid of getting tired, so he doesn't really put... I, I see that in his fights where he doesn't fucking... You don't see him fucking ripping it. He, dude, he's a monster. Listen, he did great. I'm not, I'm not ruining my buddy's good time. I love him. I'm happy he won. 
And uh, sure. I think we're yet to see the best of him. Okay. He's 16 I, and 9, to answer your question. Yeah, okay. So you got three points on that, Jim, because you had him by decision. So yes, you got I did. The, the fighter, the round, and the method. And me and Matt, uh, we both had him by second round knockout. But we'll And if you remember, I, uh, we'll talk about it at the end. I almost made the pick of the century. I was joking when I said it, but I kind of, and I backed off on it, which I shouldn't have. All right, uh, Calvin, uh, is it Catter or Qatar? Calvin Catter? Cater. Calvin Cater, Cater, sorry, against yep. uh, Shane Burgos. Nice was, nice scrap, first of all. Who was 10-0 at, at that point. Yes. Uh, that was a, that was a fun fight, though. That was that was a that was a good fight. What was Calvin Cater? Was he 17-2 and two or something? He has yep. some incredible record. Yes. So he was also a very good, but I think uh, he hasn't fought that much in the UFC. This is uh, his second, second UFC, UFC fight. fight. Yeah. But, but Shane uh, Burgos? Burgos, yeah. He, he was game, and he was getting better, and he was landing. Yes, he was. Who's who's winning up until that point? That's what I'm trying to. It's say. hard to say. I thought the jab. I thought uh, Cater's jab was doing really, really well. It was a very smooth jab. Was landing a lot. Yeah, I it thought Cater won the first round. I would say, but it was a close. Very it was close. a competitive fight. Yeah, yeah, very close fight. I mean, until he, he got caught. Yeah, but, that was. Uh, a, yeah. I think we're going to see more of both these guys, and I like that because these guys will. I'm sorry. What weight class is that again? They are. Uh, I want to say are they lightweights or featherweights? No, they're featherweights. Yeah. All right. Oh, these guys are fun though. Yeah, how, how, many times did Sh- how many times did Shane fight in the UFC? Um, I'm ch- let me check Six? right now. He has, that was his fourth UFC what's, fight. What's his record right now? He was 11 and 1. He's 10 and 1. 10 and 1. He was undefeated, yeah. Oh, he was undefeated also? Yeah. Yep. That's what we talked about that. Right, what did we get with that? Who picked what? I know what I picked. Yeah, you texted me. <laughs> um, I know. Cause I, was on the, I was like, wait, who did I get again? <laughs> yeah, so Matt, you had Shane by decision. I had uh, Calvin Cater by decision. And Jim, you had Burgos by second round. TKO, so I got points for that. You got one point? Yeah. Okay. I'm not exactly fucking doing great. Let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. Now, this... Sanctioned by... (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. You can announce it. Um, Uzdemir against Cormier. And... um, Now, it's interesting. And and, uh, there's something that's very similar between the um, the co-main and the main, as far as with the challengers. Yep. They have a lot of success with uh, being super aggressive. And, and yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, what, Fast I, knockouts. Uh, um, uh, Vulcan took out three guys in the... It was at the first round? Yep. Yeah, was, last, is that what he was just doing? Yeah, his, his, doing? his last two fights, he knocked out Jimmy Manawa in like 38 seconds. Yes. Um, and, geez, I'm blanking. But he, but it was another like 30 seconds. Yeah, he hits hard. Time. He hits extremely hard. Now, yeah. he tried this. This is the difference with experience now with with, with that that championship level. Although Manawa, I want to say 37 years old. Yeah. He's been fighting for quite a while. Yeah, but, he had been boxing for a long time. Yeah, he's uh, well, the, the point, 37. Yeah. The point is that Vulcan jumped right on him viciously. Now, in a five-round fight, now that, 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 that's risky, you know, because it could either go your way, and you've seen him attacking him. You're like, holy shit, man, this guy's really... And then once DC weathered it and started to settle down, started to land, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh. And then you start to remember what DC said as, as far as this game having levels to this game. Yes. And you've seen it. Well, DC also, yeah. first of all, DC, you have to hit with a fucking piano to knock out. Yeah. He has, I think he might have the hardest head in MMA because of the, the weight he's fighting at. And again, and he pointed out too that it was Jones. That's right. Like Jones did have to trip him. Like right. he, yeah. has, he took rumbles. Johnson shots. He can take a fucking shot, man. DC is a very, very tough guy. He, he didn't even seem to be, that be fu- concerned with Uzdemir's power. And, and obviously he has power. No, but they so. said he was reaching for the hands a little bit because he's trying to close that distance a little bit. Like at first he looked like he might have a hard, uh, a hard time like getting in. Yeah. Um, 
But he was—he did not seem rattled by the power at all. And then as soon as he put him down in the first round, you're like, "I loved it." That is all she wrote. Wasn't that yeah. the, uh, the round? The, the bell saved him. Yeah, uh, he had his. his it, it could have. I mean, I don't know if he had it in super it, tight, but, but he, it was, he had it. It was oh. effortless yeah. for Cormier on the ground. Effortless. And it's not a knock on Uzdemir, who's, who's great standing up, but it was yeah. absolutely effortless on the ground for Cormier. And the uh, how he finished him in that crucifix uh. position. It's a position I get a lot. And uh, there's such a nice sequence to go into. He didn't need to. But there's a sequence of, go- of flowing into a Kimura from there that he already had the underhook and he was trapping it with his right leg and his foot was folding in. You just change your feet over, exchange it like a windshield wiper. Step over, pull. I, I actually have. I have you think Cormier knew about my, that move? I actually have it on my Instagram. I think. You think Cormier was aware of that move? I don't know. For I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe not the sequence that I do. But you know, you have what I love about that. Even setting that position up is that you don't even need to do shit. I mean, he could just keep, if he's not going anywhere. So it's not like he had to get a submit. <laughs> it worked fine just keeping him in the crucifix. Sure. That was very um, Matt Hughes-like where he'd get like BJ Penn and other guys cross-eyed and, and get them pinned down and work them over. You know, So that was beautiful. What I also noticed between the, the co-main and the main is that uh, as far as ground positioning is with these guys um, like Stipe and DC that uh, a former wrestler is fighting in MMA, they choose to work on the ground for control and usually work more from the cross side, side control position than the full mount because they've been practicing for years, getting guys shoulders pinned and keeping them pinned. And now they could do that and add in, you know, obviously Kimura's and Americana's and crucifixes and beating them up. But it's very different than say a jujitsu guy where they could, they could work from side control also, but they usually want that mount position where they could, you know, just do a lot of damage. We I can't wait to eventually talk about Francis because I didn't watch I got, it yet. Don't to, spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> as far as with the ground stuff, but go ahead. Where were we? Well, I know I picked DC. Yeah. yeah, you had DC by third round submission. I also had DC by third round submission, and Matt, you had DC by decision and um, whatever. So no one that that Okay. Well, we all got you know we Two all points. got a point. Yeah, a point. Now the uh, as you remember. In the main event, I did at one point say Stipe by decision. It was a goof kind of thing. I didn't see it going that way. So that's what I love about the game, though. You don't see shit like that. You don't see it. But I almost called. I have, but I also to be truthful about this: two sixty-two, two forty-six. A part of me went, and God was going to knock him out in the first round because of the weight. He was so much heavier, and I'm like, Stipe is tough, but I mean, that's a sixteen-pound difference. A huge. But uh, amazing game plan by hey, Steve. First Ray. of all, Flawless. what a fucking what a this is one of those fights where you're yelling, man, you're jumping. I had a blast, man. Have you I ever was... seen a more tired fighter than Ngannou? I've uh, never seen a guy more yeah, uh, more blatantly tired. I don't know. Go back to the Kimbo Slice versus <laughs> oh. Houston Alexander, where they're holding their knees. And, yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's times where guys got really. Sure. Mark, Mark Coleman's gotten tired in his past, but you know, but um, before Pete Williams kicked him in the face, but. The, yo, he was exhausted, man. I was, but but I loved it, man. I loved what a monster movie, man. Like he had to survive that first round where you're like, any second this could well, one of these big paws lands. He, t- he got tagged a couple times, but Steve could take a punch Steve too. Steve could take he took it, the shots, but yeah. then he was throwing back. But then he was he did it after he made him you know get all that blood pumping into his muscles trying to fight Steve off, which he took away a little bit. But then once he got his ass down. We see, you know, then it's fucking danger, Will Robinson. I'll tell you right I, now. I think he also got his attention. I want to say there's a combination, but he he, he landed on Ngannou towards the end of the first round. I think <laughs> it was the end of the first round. He heard him, uh, and I don't think Ngannou's been really tagged like that yet. No. 
I don't think he's fought a guy who punches as fast but, or as hard as Stephen. But Steve you think Eddie. about the the different wrestling um, techniques he used. I mean, it was really awesome, man. He at one point he did like a knee pick. Another point he uh, ran him from one side of the cage. They're going to go through the fucking yes, cage. Yeah. And Dominic Cruz said, "Look how he didn't go to his knees. He stayed on his feet when he ran him. The correct way to do it. He ran that motherfucker down up into the cage and then kept control of his feet. Took him down. And again, like I was saying." The, you know, he has that that control. He kept up against the cage. He kept sw- switching on the neck into a into like a quarter Nelson to make sure. He, so he, he was trying to prop himself up, but he couldn't lift his head up because Stipe was Stipe put so not, much he weight. He knows on how him. to distribute. It's not about even being heavy. He knows how to distribute his weight. So he's keeping it in all the right places where Francis is just con- is he's eating all he's carrying all that weight while he's exhausted. It was. It was awesome to watch. It was like I watching the air it. come out of the tire slow. Like he yeah. was absolutely draining him. Were there times where Herb Dean let them stay in the position without moving? Even though they were doing something, there were times where they were in that position for quite a while. I'm surprised Herb didn't stand them up at Every all. time Herb said something, though, it, it, you notice, he goes, need a little action, and then Stipe would throw yeah. a couple. But he was kind of, yeah. he really paced Stipe, himself really. Yeah, it was a brilliant fight by Stipe. Yeah. But now, yeah. now this... It was a masterful performance. It was. I thought it was fucking. It was just so great, and it's why you watch the fights. And uh, it's just. I just loved seeing him beat him by not just going in there like a rock'em sock'em robot. You know what I mean? Taking his chances with it. That's why, like, oh man, he got caught with a little bit with Overeem and this one and that one. He was smart. He was tough. He wasn't just a brute. He was a brute when he had to be. Yeah. He landed his own punches. And to Francis's credit, he did hang in there, and he went all five rounds. I mean, he was exhausted, yeah. and he—I mean, he was helpless on the ground. And I think that Stipe was probably anybody else. I think Stipe, Stipe would have tried to knock him out, no. but I think with Ngannou, he uh. throws so hard that even tired, you know, that if he lands, he can put you out with one shot. Just keep doing this. Oh, for sure. And if you have that advan- that technique advantage that Stipe had over him on the ground, and it was such an, a don't clear screw advantage. around because Ngannou's so strong, even exhausted, he could just muscle his way out of that. You don't <laughs> yeah. Want and at one point, uh, I, I think uh, up against the cage, Stipe, Stipe looked a little alarmed in the beginning of the first round. His face, I think he had the same thing over him did where he realized this guy is fucking strong. Uh, yeah. And against the cage, it's hard to control him. But but uh, Stipe was able to uh, somehow turn him around against the cage early, whereas Overeem was not. Right. Did you guys... Uh... <laughs> Did you read hear what Derek Lewis? Just, no. <laughs> Derek Lewis is hilarious. He's trolling Francis on Twitter with a video following the Predators' loss in uh, a mock African accent, <laughs> and he says, "Seems like someone else been bullshitting." Yes, my brother, that is a treadmill behind me. Hmm. What the? <laughs> he 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 took like a selfie video of himself with a treadmill behind him, being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe get on the treadmill, get, get some cardio up, yeah. yeah. But he, I, could, I, I resp- respect. I imagine that fight. That why not? That could be next. Sure. Right? I respected. I respected Ngannou's honesty after. He said, yep. "I underestimated <laughs> my opponent," and and I'm like, first of all, that to me is his coaches. I think maybe should have said, "Do not underestimate this guy." Because of the people he's fought and beat already. Because now you look at like a guy like Verdum. Take a guy like Verdum against Francis. I want to talk about that. Verdum would go and throw a kick uh, out of the out of middle of nowhere. He'd throw a wild kick and literally would shoot for a takedown immediately. And I, it, I absolutely think Verdum could put uh, Francis on the ground. And if he did, I think that he would tap him. Can I tell you something right now? He doesn't have to put him on the ground. 
Francis could put him on the ground. I, I thought you were going to say exactly what I was going to say. What? With this. Well, you said he could do a kick and then go for a takedown. He could jump across the cage, run across, do that flying kick in his face. Yep. If Francis ends up fucking, they fall to the ends up mounted. He has a second to land a strike to put to put Verdum away. Verdum could submit him within 20 seconds on the floor. I, right. I, I agree. He will, and, and I'm talking about from any position. He could jump to a closed guard and all these big, long limbs, he will manipulate his balance and take him in an arm lock. You think Verdum could submit Francis? Quicker than you could say fucking Pete Burns. You, what? Think, you think he could submit him quickly? <laughs> yes, I do. I think we. I think there's a lot... Of, let me tell you... I'm going to tell you what I would do with Francis if I was if I was helping him out. And and they, they, his trainer should, should write this shit down. But uh, this is the problem. He When he got taken down... He showed signs of pushing the head away, lifting up on the uh, yeah. with his overhook. As far as takedown defense, there was some, and he's strong as yeah, heck. strong. Okay, I'm trying to clean yeah. my act up. It's good, but the second he gets on this floor from the waist down, dead. Strong dead. Being stronger when you're fighting Stipe or especially a guy like Verdum doesn't matter. If on he's the, stronger on the floor means absolutely nothing. Yeah, and right. uh, and it's actually gonna see the difference is if Verdum ends up, ends up on the floor with him, no matter where he ends up. It, uh, Francis is at a disadvantage, you know. Unless again, he lands a, a super hard punch fast, but the odds are a limb's getting taken or he's getting swept. He's gonna get uh, if Verdum ends up on top of him, he's not gonna work. For, he could work from side control, but he would mount him and he would take an arm. Do you think Verdum can mount him? Wow, <laughs> it's funny. I'm watching and I'm like, I'm watching for the stuff that for for for, for Steve Bay to use. But then, you know, then I remember, look, I think he's rolled at my place before, and he's good. Yeah. I thought he was going to mount him and get a head and arm choke, because he's got a, he's got a, like an arm sure. triangle. He's got that good. He, no, he's, he's good on top. Yeah. But he chose to control him, and again, controlling cross, it's not, it's not dumb, it's smart. I mean, look, it, it, it finished the fight for DC, but you're dealing with, that's because he's a former wrestler. And when he transitions that to MMA, they do not have that same, when, you get, when you're used to mounting people from white belt to black belt to 10 years and longer, you get a sensitivity with your mount where it's like riding a bull. If you're not used to that and you're a wrestler and you're right. a mount and you keep your legs stiff, guys could push you off a lot easier and they can't keep that. That's why you see these guys working from cross side. But for Doom, What? He will mount him and just he'll just set up camp, drink some espresso, have a little <laughs> coconut milk. He don't give a fuck. He'll just set up camp there. Yeah, that... beat, he'll beat him up and he'll take a limb and he'll make it look easy. So, so, this, so I'm sorry, Jimmy, no, no, no you please, go ahead. Well, this is the thing. This is what I would do before he does anything. You want to? We're warming up. We're cooling down. We're getting another big gentleman. He's mounted on you, and we're not going live. This is what we're doing, Francis. You're laying down. He's gonna be mounted on you, and he's locking his legs underneath your ass. So he has to wipe the. Say I'm mounted on you. I lock my legs under your your butt. And I widen my knees so my pelvis is glued to you. Right. Okay. So now for me on bottom, which would be Francis, you don't turn on your side to try to address this. We're exposing the back. You're flat as a board. Your elbows are in, and you're straightening your legs. So now you feel okay. Which legs on top? Oh, that the that legs on top. His right leg. So I use my left leg to untangle it, and I get a leg to the floor. Now I hip on my side and I use my feet like I have another pair of hands and I do knee to elbow. Hip out the other way, knee to elbow. It's called the elbow escape. Why are you smiling? Because I'm do just thinking, no, 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 I'm just thinking of how helpless I would be in that yes, situation. But then you get to guard. And then right. this is what we're going to do, Francis. The guy's pinning you down by the biceps. You're going to have your foot on the floor. You're going to lift the weight with your right foot, left shoulder. Now your butt's light. 
Now you're out on your side. Now you're gonna lift him forward to lighten the load. Your shin's gonna you can do a basic scissor sweep. You're gonna mount, you're gonna maintain mount. Your partner's gonna do that back to you. We're gonna do a flow drill up and down the mat. Five minutes of this, we're doing the same exact thing. We're escaping the mount the same way. It's gonna be muscle memory. His feet, his legs will be like another pair of hands and arms. So, so when that happens to you, you don't even think about it. You just yeah, your arm, it'll your legs be muscle memory. But you gotta do this shit yesterday, Francis. Yeah. You can't wait. It's not about showing this guy a move. You need this muscle memory. He's got to be doing that shit a fucking half an hour a day, warming up with it for 15 minutes. And you can switch it up. You can make it fun. I do this to all my guys still. It doesn't get... It's never going to be dated because this is how you escape. You get you make sure guys who are good on bottom, they got that hip movement. Francis... No hit, hit movement whatsoever. So he's going to have to work this. Then next time you get the guard with the same thing. Okay, now we try to go one, up one way. The guy puts you flat. You got your arms above your head. You go the other way. You do an up and over sweep. Well, you like that? I like jiu-jitsu. No, I, 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 I'm I, doing I, shadow jiu-jitsu. You're so good at describing... The, you're so good at describing yeah, it. But he will get up and he will do now. He'll get his hand behind him. He'll bridge up and he'll do an up and over sweep and he's mounted. He'll get the sweeps in. He'll, and you can, you can have fun with this. You can do an elbow escape. The guy grabs your neck. Boom, you take an arm lock. You go back to guard. Then you do a sweep. He'll get this over and over and drill it. And he'll be escaping this. Hit, when his hit, butt hits the floor, he'll be doing automatically the right shit without even thinking about if he, it. Now, let's say Steve Bear is on top and he tried the old trick of, no, uh, you don't gotta. No, listen. It's just my listen. I've been in the game a long. No, 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 Jimmy, you didn't have the, they're, the they're applause. Applaud, they're applauding listen. my question. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. If Steve Bay was on tap and he did the old trick of uh, giving him the illusion of space, just so he gives up his back, mm. giving up. Do you think Francis or, would have fallen for that? Uh, yes. Or give give him an underhook, give him the illusion of coming up, and then you do a sit through fucking Kimura. I mean, there's stuff where there's there's ways to, to set traps. Where he's definitely not sophisticated. I was. Can I say the? I was gonna say the word right, Try and you had the sophisticated. Absolutely. There you go. Very good. Oh, no, yeah, not for, <laughs> listen, I got a word right. You don't gotta hit that for every two. No, that's true, but it did take you twice. I. All right. That hurts. Me. <laughs> but so listen, Jimmy. So you know, I mean, what, what was the question? Uh, no, I, I was. You answered it already about Stipe being on top and giving the yeah. illusion of space. What do you fall yeah, for? It probably, but. but Again, I don't. I can't criticize this guy at all. I, I fucking. I am so imp- impressed. Stipe with, was incredible, uh, Stipe and man, uh, man, what I can't get. I, I watched that. That fight was a lot of fun, man. But Ngannou admitted that, like, I hey, he goes four years in. I saw the stuff I hadn't seen. Uh, he was, you know, again, to fight a guy who's been in the game as long as Stipe and who's champion for a reason. Four years in, when you yeah. only have a few, oh. you know, his he's improved in a lot of areas. But again, you can't get eight years of wrestling or jujitsu nope. in four years while you're training boxing. So it, it was very, very impressive. I was impressed that Francis did last through the entire fight. He yeah. didn't quit, but he was so fucking tired. Well, now my question is this: All right, we just talked about Verdum and him. That's interesting. What about Kane Velasquez? I was just thinking well, Kane to question, Kane, right? Kane that, to put him up against the how cage. How about yeah. that being his dad? He better avoid that fucking fight. Yeah, but Kane better, better avoid getting hit too because if Junior well, can put him out with a shot in the head, yeah. then and Francis yeah. can knock him out too. That, right. that happened in one fight. You're right. How many? And in Mexico, high altitude. I understand yeah. all well, that. Well, Kane and Stipe. I mean, that's, oh wait, it was Verdum in, in Mexico. I'm sorry, Verdum. that was Verdum in Mexico sorry. against Kane. But Kane and Stipe. I mean, shh, what happens in that fight? I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, that's some great. That, that, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, but Francis, when you look at, it, you're right. I did think of Kane and his speed and his absolute sickening cardio. Where? Francis. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, in uh, Verdum taking him down yeah. again. Derek Lewis is a slugger. He's, he's a slugger. And you know, you've seen guys who are not as good try to get it to the floor and him survive some shit. Yeah. But we're talking about you know this is what they should do with Francis. 
I'll tell you right, him, him versus the Black Beast is a fucking monster movie. I would that one would be fantastic. Yeah. I take Francis. That would be fight. that, but that would be more of his type of fight because yeah. I can't see, I can't see um, Derek Lewis going for a takedown on him. Yeah, no. or Ngannou against Lesnar. Awesome, no, <laughs> Ngannou, Ngannou Lesnar. I mean, again, if Ngannou gets a hold of him, Lesnar's dead. But Mark Hunt also can knock you out with one punch, and he couldn't do it against Brock. It's just too good to take right. him down. Well, Brock would just take him down. No, Brock, I, I see that a good fight. That's a good fight for Brock too. Yeah. Again, if he gets him down. Yeah. If he if he gets hit coming in. The thing is this. I mean, and listen, Stipe did have to go for a few things and and just weather some sh- some stuff, but he did give the blueprint of look, man. Don't just grapple this guy in the beginning, man. Just put everything into that, and and then then you can go back to the striking. I love the way he mixed it up, though. Yeah, it's not like it's like oh man, is he just gonna be looking to hang on his legs or? But no, man, he would do it to the right point where then he'd let it go and then he'd strike and he'd clinch and he'd the, push him against the cage. And I, I, I was saying this to Jim before you, uh, you came in, or maybe you stepped out of the room. The, this reminded me a lot. It's like one of my favorite fights of all time when Randy Couture beat Tim Sylvia for the I was going to say that before motherfucker yeah and it's very similar game plan and and going against a bigger guy and and neutralizing him you know how does how did Tim Sylvia do with that didn't work out for him so we got uh, I know I had uh, I had uh, let's see Chris had uh, Nganu Matt had Stipe first round KO I had Stipe second round KO if I'm remembering correctly correct so Matt and I each get a point for that Uh, yes Uh, you each get a point so the at the end of the day we each had we went three for five which is good we all had Pretty good weeks. But, Jim, you had five out of a possible 15 points, and me and Matt had three out of a possible 15 points. Okay. And uh, we should also say two things about Stipe. He uh, took the belt from Dana. Was it aggressive? Or I, I didn't see that part. Said. It wasn't aggressive, but it wasn't friendly. It wasn't like, hey, let me give it to my coach. It, he just grabbed it. It you know? was, I think you could say, mad awkward. He, Stipe, in, after the show last week, Matt and I said Stipe did not want to do that interview. And we've had a good history with him. I've talked to yeah. him. Oh, no, off, we felt He's it. a no, really no. nice guy. No, yeah. I've chatted with him personally. Like, like, no, like yeah. he's, he's a nice dude. And then uh, we didn't sense he wanted to do the interview with us. And then he does this, and then he did his post conference. He was like, "I'm the best." It's what there is. He's unhappy with something. I think he does not feel he's getting the respect of, yeah. from the UFC that he should, or maybe he feels he should be more prominently. Fe- I don't know what Stipe's issue is lately, but he does not seem happy with the the treatment he's getting. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, well, did he? What did he? Did he say anything? Pro- I know he had something with Dana where he said something. Dana said he was they were button heads, and he said he brought it up to him. And I don't know. I mean, the thing is, this those guys are negotiating big business, you know. So who knows what goes down? Now, here's what that. it is. Uh, talking about why he took the belt away, he goes uh, why he gave it to uh, Marcus Marinelli. He said uh, he's my dude. He respects me, and I respect him. End of story. That's why it's something different. That's well, he, why it's not just he's my coach. Or he did, it's like it's we respect each other. Well, yeah. you know, he, he they definitely he hyped, they, I mean, listen, you definitely felt the hype with with Francis. But they also got to sell sell tickets too. Well, no, Stepe has to realize that too. And like, Stepe and I and I mean this and I like Stepe. I do too. At my place, great. He's a, and and he's just a great guy. He's just a really good type guy who's like he's still in the fine department. He's still yeah, he yeah. seems like Maniac. he has. A good a good circle of family and friends. Yeah. So he's not really feeling pressured to try to win anybody over or win anything. Like they go, well, with Dana, and he's like, I don't care if the guy likes me or not, and this and that. And so it's like, he. So I mean, but like, he's he's. It's. I'm not saying it's hard to promote him, but I'm trying to say is that he's just a good guy. Like he's just a laid back good dude. So then you get this other dude out of the. Where did he come from? Homeless Francis. Cameroon, France. So and that, France. He's got that story behind them. Yeah. Being homeless. That, you know, and he and he should be very proud of himself, Francis, for where he came sure. from and this and that. But it's a story. 
right. mean, so you got the good guy, the hardworking, you know, the fireman. And listen, I mean, he's putting people away. I understand. I understand that's I don't listen. I don't know. It's got to be well. Wrong. No, but you're right. But it's this matchup in particular because yeah. Francis is such an interesting yeah. character. This like huge imposing guy. But when Stipe uh, defended the title in Cleveland, I felt like that was a big story. You got to see him at he home. Was a rock the star. crowd was going yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it's just a different matchup. For yeah, him, you know? I think so too. And, and Stipe is more. He's just a, a he's like a blue collar champion. He's, he's a, a worker. Yeah. He's a no, fucking he's... guy who uses a snowplow to train. Like, he he's loves one of those it. dudes. Yeah, <laughs> he likes the snowblower. But uh, we, yeah, we sense that from Stipe. So I hope he's happy. And and I, and I and and walking out though, he also did not look. He looked exactly like he always does. I'm oh, gonna he's, fucking he's come out and yeah. listen. I can't. There's so many possibilities. I can't wait. They're talking about possibly him in DC. I mean, you hear that shit? Yeah, Dana had brought that up Ooh. in DC, which would be an unbelievable fight. But DC pretty much said like, if Kane yeah, is coming back, which he is, he's like, I have no interest exactly. in going to heavyweight. You know, because Kane will be there. But that would be an Amazing so many interesting obviously. fights to come up, man. I, and I can't wait to see what what's next for both. Of course, the champ Stipe. Yeah, who set the record now? Again, yep. he is congratulations. The defense oh, record, listen, yeah. he's he's awesome. Like and and I and that was such a great fight. It really was. What a I, I can't get over how fun that fight. I mean, it's it's like man, it's like he's getting tired. Look, he's human. You know what I mean? It was like fucking great. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, obviously, perfect game plan by Stipe, but Francis definitely. Through everything in the first round. I mean, I, that's a bit of a game plan on his part too. Sure, to not, but yeah. but but you seen it's like he was still in like he was in the fight like as far as physically beating it. But dude, that guy was getting up slower and slower. Oh yeah, getting off the stool slower and slower. And it was a it was matter. It was like, is this guy going to get through? That's what it was. Right. Because everything he would do offensively is is taking oomph. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what he does. That's why he's like that whirlwind. But if you survive that, you know, I mean, then yeah. look what happens, man. Now you got a big, tie, a big, big, big target <laughs> that's yeah. not really throwing that hard. And Stipe lands some shit. That was so much fun, man. And let's talk about a couple of fights. Brooklyn, I think I have to go to now. Uh, Tony Ferguson, of course, versus uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. Oh, fuck. That's going to be right. When, when In is the, Brooklyn, is April 7th. Saturday, April seventh. It's UFC two twenty eight. Uh, two twenty three. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, at two twenty three. April seventh is a special day. You know that. Why? You don't have to keep bringing it up. I'm embarrassed. Oh, uh, because that was when you beat GSP. Yeah. Why would you bring that up? Because I like to mention it. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Shock the world. Co-main event. <laughs> Uh, well, can I say this, though, about the sure. Tony and Khabib uh, fight? So there was like a, a press conference over the weekend, which is worth watching. It was fun. Um, Dana saying that it is for the lightweight title, but that there's also no announcement about whether Connor is going to be stripped of the title. He so has to be stripped. There's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of unclear as to what the situation is, but that is for the undisputed title. Uh, look, I understand the excitement of Connor. I yeah. want to see him fight again. I don't care if he does. That's his business. Right. Uh, I want to see this, and it should be for the title. Absolutely. And of course, the co-main event, I think they made the right move. Even though Joanna got knocked out in the first round or tapped, I still think that she's earned of course, of course, a she's rematch. Of course, dominant she's been. 14 and 1 now. So yeah. that's the co-main is Rose Namajunas. Her first defense, poor fucking Rose, has got to be against a, a hungry Joanna. Yes. But, she, but she has, you know, she has that that mental edge now. She does. Knowing that she yes. took her out. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. Uh, although, let's see what Joanna does now that she has to fight to get the belt back. Did she train any different? Hey, look, I mean, we all saw Rocky Three. <laughs> does it happen listen, where you start to relax? Can I just say that we sh it's in Brooklyn and that, that... Well, actually, I'm going to be there anyway. I should be, but maybe there'll be Someone's fights. Someone's fighting, huh? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll, it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> but, uh, Is Aljo fighting? What? 
I'm not saying I don't. I'm not confirming or denying anything. But when he does, he's going to come on here. Good, I hope him, so. Him, Ali Quinta, whoever. What? Sure. Hmm. Hmm. It's exciting. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, oh, what about Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier? That's a gr- very exciting. April fourteenth in fucking uh, where is that? UFC at five. They, they oh, have, to be a, announced. Yeah, to be announced. You know. Um, yeah, that's good, man. I'm happy for Poirier. I mean, he wants a big fight, and that is as big a fight as he's, as he's going to get before a title shot. And Mackenzie Dern versus Ashley Yoda. Yeah, that's I McK- heard that uh, that Ashley girl's got the force with her. <laughs> Very good, Yoda. And, oh, and, I didn't know. And, actually, Yoda. Why would you boo? Well, I don't know why you would boo me, Chris, the producer. I know, I'm all the way over here. All right. I yeah, Mackenzie uh, Dern's 5-0. and oh, It's her first UFC fight. Yeah, and she looked really good. We ha- we talked to her, yes, obviously, before her last Invicta fight. Yeah, she was very and good. She, for somebody who's as great as she is at jiu-jitsu, she's not afraid to stand and, and trade. So she's a, she's an interesting prospect. Yeah, sure. and she's fighting uh, on 222, which is Holloway Edgar, March the uh, 3rd from Vegas. Another yep. great fucking card. So UFC, I say it every week. The amount of fights I care about, they they have a lot of fights, yeah. and I it's amazing how they get good fight after good fight, matchup after match. It's fucking incredible. It's mind boggling. It is. <laughs> huh? Boxing doesn't do it. No. Well, that does a disservice to the UFC when people are always like, "Well, Connor's not fighting," but it's like, but you just look one name under that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've lost Connor, they've lost Ronda, they've lost yeah. Jones, they've lost Brock. UFC has lost the four biggest stars in the last two years, and yet. Yeah. I'm still enjoying the F out of it. I absolutely am. But Stipe Miocic is just not, the name doesn't have the value that Ronda Rousey, you know what I mean? It's just he's not as well known. So Jimmy, on Sunday, which was, you know, the other day, uh, you know, it's a lazy day because my kids are running around all week, dance, and even on the, they have religion and then dance on Saturday. The one day my little Maria's like, ah, we get to stay in pajamas, then you get to relax. But they they were a little sick the other day, so I had to go out to CVS so I go, look, I got to go pick up. So I'll go pick up the stuff for him. Don't worry. She goes, are you sure? My wife says. So then I go. The second I get in the car, I see a text from my buddy David Chung, a voicemail. And this guy's, I know this guy 24. <laughs> that video is hilarious. Yeah, I put it on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I know this guy 20, 24 years. And uh, he's a Hensel Gracie black belt. He came up with me. He's from New Jersey. He had some business in Long Island. Got a flat tire. He's over by the Broadway Mall. So I go, I go I'll come see. I'm out anyway. So the moment I call my wife, I live. I'm goes, you know. You know what I get? What? Is that why you wanted to get the, the, the medicine? See your friend? <laughs> Jimmy, do I deserve that? Well, it's a and fair listen, question. And listen, it was, a, it was a co- Stop that, Jimmy. As a woman, I It understand. was a coincidence. Yeah, I know. But and I don't want to deal. Listen, I made up for it. I got a red mango and everybody on the way home. But you know, this is what happens. This is what happens in relationships sometimes, Jimmy, where you start to bicker over that. that you bicker over that. Sure. Like, I go, listen. I go, don't, don't, don't do that. I go, I go. <laughs> It's a coincidence. I go that my, my my friends from New Jersey has a flat tire. What am I gonna tell them? I, you know, they get a little attitude. Now I'm going to see my friend. Now I'm thinking about that. And the worst is this: when shit like this happens with you and your and your and your, and your um your wife, and you're a little now you with your friend that you haven't seen, and you're thinking about that, so you're a little frustrated because mm-hmm. you know you're going home to a fight, and then you go home, and then everybody's fine. It's like now everything's fine. But I wrecked but yeah, my I, time. I wrecked my time with my. But I didn't. I get that shit right out of my head. But I could have. Had a bad time with my friend David Chung. I'm glad you didn't. I had a good time. It was happy. I was happy to see him. You know, Jimmy, I don't have a lot of friends. No, actually, I got a bunch of friends. But I don't, but there's some, you know, there's some guys, you know, 24 years. That, that, that lasts more than some, uh, you know, a lot of relationships. Sure. He's a good man. 
Absolutely. You know? I feel I'm going to know you for a long time. I think so, too. You know? Yes. All right, Jimmy. Um, well, what this else? Was a good one. I, mean, actually, yeah. I had a great time. I think we're good, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, listen, I'll tell you, a fan of the show, first of all, could, could, the, could the friends of the show stop giving me names? I'm Kamora Savage on the Vive. I don't need any more. No, Why, what no, they're coming up with some bad shit, and I love these people because they love us. So I don't want to tell them all that. They're, yeah, what was it? Uh, come, how about Kamora Dragon? <laughs> fucking. I don't want Kamora Dragon. I'm a fucking savage, and I rip Kamoras. End of story. But I've been playing that game, and I want you to know, because you know I like that game, Standout Battle Royale. I like Kamora Man better. I don't, Jimmy, don't do that. Oh, sure. And what about Kamora Chat? People are <laughs> uh, And then all, all my videos, people are doing your little names. Hey, Kamora Chap. <laughs> hey, Kamora Fella. How about Kamora Lad? I don't like Kamora Lad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that, listen, next time you want me to play my vibe. I, it said twice. Now listen, 25, 26 people, they get dropped into the zone, and it, it's a free-for-all. And, and at the end, twice the other night, last man standing, guess who it was? Kamora Savage. It was the last... Now there's a lot of people playing. There's a lot of there's a lot of people playing. Sure. A lot, Jimmy. Kamora Savage. Took them all. <laughs> fucking... I'm 43 years old, people. This is okay. <laughs> let's just end this thing. It's getting sick. Well, wait, can I say this actually? Because I think you probably got a couple okay. of messages about too. People were sending me, a lot of people sent me on Instagram. Yes, MMA Roasted is like a you know a, a Twitter account. Oh boy! And they keep posting this thing where it's like Dotson beat TJ, who beat Cody, who beat Cruz, who beat Faber, and it goes through this whole thing. And it's like so Dotson's the heavyweight champ, and they're comparing it to my six degrees of separation thing. They so hate your spit too. Well, they think you know they they found an opportunity. So yeah. So wait, now they. Did you see that, and that's where you got that thing from, or they? No, no, I think this is just. Well, I think that is almost as lame as when we do it in here, and I hate that game more than I fucking hate anything. (laughs) All right, so myself and Kamora Bucko will be here uh, in a few days. Uh, Jimmy, let's get out of here, Jimmy. All right, thank you, Chris. Good job. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.